Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Dave, say something funny. Strawberries. It's Saturday, which means it's time for the Front 3 Q&A podcast with me, Adam Boltwood, the one and only Dave O'Brien. Yes, welcome back. And some guy called Lawrence McKenna. Hey guys, how you doing? Doing very well. Um, before we get into the questions, Lawrence, I want to know one thing and one thing only. Thoughts on Liverpool's fantastic result at Borussia Dortmund. Hit me. Uh, the perfect result for Klopp won all. He managed to tactically uh, engineer something which made him look fantastic and at the same time not hurt his old club. He takes it back to Liverpool in great shape. Uh, the, the impressions of the paper on the next day, uh, the quality of some of the Liverpool players and under Klopp, uh, how he seems to be able to play to people's strengths uh, in a way that maybe other managers, uh, people would think, couldn't. Um, and overall, great performances from people like Divock Origi, who people underestimate in the first place, um, and a couple of other guys, including, even though it was very last-ditch defending, uh, Sacco and uh, Lovren at the back. I, I was particularly impressed with Nathaniel Klein as well. I thought he mm. got forward very well, um, and I also think that he wasn't particularly exposed, considering um, the, the way that the, we didn't really play a defensive midfielder as such as a, as a side. Mm. Dortmund, obviously a fantastic team, the favourites to win the competition overall, but do you think... He, you can go through next week. You're going to Anfield, am I right? I, I'm going. I'm going to Anfield with the Football Republic. Um, I think that Liverpool me later. can go through. Whether I think they will go through uh, is another question because I, I think Dortmund have still. You know, you can only really do that once in a game. Let's put it that way, mm, very uh, much so. or once in a tie. And now Liverpool have done that. Klopp needs to update his tactics a little because Liverpool lived very close to what most people would call the edge. Oh, they were on the edge, mate. They were right on the edge. More than I, I didn't, didn't mean, I, you know what I really liked was the spirit in which the game was played. So didn't seem to be many nasty tackles. Most people were just getting on with it. And I thought that was quite refreshing to see. And for once, it, it seems as if the Premier League was uh, represented quite favourably within Europe. Henderson obviously suffering what looks like a reasonably serious injury. Could yeah. be a bit of a blow for not only Liverpool, but also England. Bad for him, not great for England, but also mm. not terrible for England because they have enough people to be able to restructure that midfield. It doesn't look like he was central to the plans anyway. So bad for him. I, I sort of feel sorry mm. for Henderson, but 
I mean, you know, there's a wider picture to it for England. And the, um, I mean, with Liverpool, it's a, it's a difficult one because I think, you know, Liverpool fans are up and down on him. Uh, I think he's a great technical player. Um, but there's, there's kind of more to come, let's put it that way. Before we get into the questions then, it's time for the comment of the week. Uh, you've been sending your reviews on iTunes. Not enough of you, though. If you're listening to this right now, and there's apparently literally thousands of you listening to this podcast right now, stop what you're doing. Go on your podcast app, rate and review this podcast. Not only do we appreciate it massively, but you'll be yep. a shout of being comment of the week. And that's one of the highest honours you can receive as a human being. Breaking news. We also have a free Football Manager code to give away Whoa, for the best comment for next one. week. Oh, <laughs> He's got another bloody go. There we have it, Dave. I love it. The best comment next week is going to win a Football Manager 2016 code. Free. Five fifty. Free. Five finger wow. discount. It's going to be sent into your inbox. Get your it reviews goes, in. Nobel Peace Prize uh, <laughs> Football Manager code. That's basic. That's the way it goes. Oscar uh, just below that, and then it goes and it goes that. It goes Webby, Oscar. Nobel Peace Prize uh, free <laughs> football manager coach. This week we had Robert593 writing in five star review, consistently superb. Been watching since the first episode. Mm, you can't watch a podcast, mate. But essentially, he, he says he, it's he never failed to disappoint with a good balance of opinions and stats. It's hard to find a better football podcast. Would highly recommend giving it a listen. Robert, thank you very Try much. The ramble. Oh, but sorry. The comment <laughs> of the week. The comment uh, of the week. <laughs> The comment of the week has to go to the main man, Cameron Falcus, the man who's always sending in the good questions. He said he wants the opening theme tune to be played at his funeral. Is that possible? Yes, Cameron, Same we'll make it happen. We'll be there when you die. We'll be, we'll be <laughs> his distraught parents, his distraught, what, what could be his wife. The possibly, theme tune you know. starts, we start riffing about football. It's a joyous yeah, occasion. We'll be cheering people up. It's a celebration. Don't worry about it, Cameron. Thank us later. You can't because you're dead. Do you want us to maybe maybe play the full, a full of his full favourite episode? Yeah. At the funeral, people just have to sit through An hour. his full favourite episode of <laughs> Trap Three. And we'll be sort of nudging each other, being like, "That bit was great, wasn't it? That was really good." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's just going. I mean, that was a, you know, at the time that was a, he, leaning over to a grieving mother, saying at the time that was actually a really relevant and uh, poignant stat. I just want you to know. <laughs> anyway, listen. Let's get into the questions. We've got a lot of questions. I want to get through them all because they're so bloody good. First up, we've had a few people sliding into the old DMs, which I uh, enjoyed. I can um, do that. Sliding into the DMs first, we've got Rishab Singh who says, "Hey guys, I've got two questions. How many Germans do you think will be starting for Liverpool next season?" And mm. okay, let's take that one first. How many Germans yeah. will be starting for Liverpool next season? Emery Chan mm. is one. That's one. Two, um, maybe? Um, uh, Gertz I think, coming I think in? Definitely uh, Jonas Hector. So that's two. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, and then I think a third, maybe Gertz. So th uh, three. And who's the defender they signed? Hector. Oh, oh uh, Matip. Yeah, Matip. Um, oh, I don't. Is your. He's Cameroonian, I think. Yeah, I think, like I said, yeah. Cameroonian. He's not German. No, German, German-born Cameroonian professional footballer. Like Does I he said, not? He was born. German. He was born in Bochum, so that would be four. Like I said, German-born, German. but yeah, okay, four. There you go, four. And the second part of the question is: Would Wenger's retirement have a similar effect on Arsenal as Fergie's had on United? Dave will come to to you with that one, since you're infinitely and intimately. Yes. I think so. It's it's difficult to replace such a, a glorious, legendary manager such as Arsene Wenger. Yes, it's, we it's forget how about... what good he has done. 
it's the pain which who, that would bring was really necessary, though. It's all about who they're replacing mm. with, and as we've said many times before, they may have missed out on that perfect successor. I think it will be Carlo. Ooh, interesting. Mm. Maybe once he's, he's succeeded at Bayern Munich, he comes to the exactly. Premier League. I like it a exactly. lot. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Next question from Lorenzo A. Castanon. Dave, you're going to love this question. Is Thomas <laughs> Muller underrated? Oh, Apparently he is, isn't he? You know? Fucking idiots. <laughs> Succinct to the point. I like it. Here's a question, Lawrence, from the main man, Solomon. Hair Solomon. I like it, Solomon, yeah. How much would it mean to Liverpool fans to win the Europa League and how would it affect Jurgen Klopp's future? Uh, I don't know how much it would affect Jurgen Klopp's future. I mean, obviously, it would affect it quite a lot in the sense that Liverpool would then be in the Champions League uh, for the next season, or at least be. Do you, do you instantly get a spot in the Champions League? Yeah. Do you get into qualifying? No, no, no. You think you're straight into the group? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Let me um, double check, though, Lawrence. So I, th- I mean, either way, you'd imagine that Liverpool will go to qualifying, and you know, it, it would basically mean that Liverpool would have the potential of signing some fantastic players because they then have the pull of Champions League football and Jurgen Klopp and playing for such an institution as Liverpool. Um, I think Liverpool fans would actually really like the Europa League. They've got fond memories of it under Houllier. Uh, So, you know, it's not like it's an upsetting thing to win the Europa League, especially considering where Liverpool now sit in the league. What, are they seven points off fourth place? Or is it 11 points off? I can't remember now. But anyway, they're a a margin back, let's put it that way. And so uh, maybe this would be a better way of trying to do it. Lawrence, I can also confirm you will be entered into the group stages of the Champions League. Great. So when we win See it, you later. we'll be straight in. Wow. No, but it's, it's Sevilla there, mate. It's the Sevilla yeah. Cup, not the I Europa think, yeah. League, mate. I was going to say, that is, that is the main issue here, is that Liverpool, you know, people are talking about Liverpool winning the Europa League here. They've got a second leg against Borussia Dortmund, a team who you know, have the potential to score three goals in a game. And by the end of both halves, we're pretty much finding out Liverpool's weaknesses. So, you know, as much as they were vastly improved, let's also take that with a pinch of salt. Mm. Here is a good question from Nico at Morajes on Twitter. Will a 3-5-2 work for Antonio Conte? Southampton's found some success of it, but LVG's attempt at it was pretty poor, if I remember. Now, you do I seem to remember so... having a lovely gentleman called Athanasios Terzis oh, on the podcast a just legend. a few weeks ago. And I liked a turn of phrase that he used a lot. He said, if you don't have the ingredients, you can't make a delicious meal. And I feel like Louis van Gaal didn't have the ingredients to make that delicious meal of a 3-5-2 when he tried it, free at the back. Antonio was... Conte, I think... Is, a, is an adaptable manager. He's not necessarily going to play the 3-5-2. He's going to put to use what he's got in front of him. He's going to try mm-hmm. and bring in players. But I think Conte will make it work with or without that formation. I agree. I also think Louis van Gaal's 3-5-2 was a dodgy 3-5-2 with an attacking midfielder instead of a defensive midfielder. So that extra midfield man, instead of controlling the game, was in an advanced position, which doesn't give you much. Yeah, But I think it could itself. be successful in the Premier League with the... You know, the emergence of the 4-4-2 back into the game. So, you know, if he does go for it, fair play to him and it'll work. Here's another question, sort of related to Manchester United. Robert, at Martial the God, said, question for Dave, what's the net spend Mm. under Louis van Gaal in the window he's been at the club? What is Louis van Gaal's net spend at the club? Dave, without typing it in, have a guess, because I've got it right in front of me. Have a guess, his net spend. So, we all know that they've got, like, the 250 million, right? Net net spend. Spent. Yeah, so they've probably made 
maybe what 70 million back you'd say 80 million okay so i'm gonna so go for a net with? spend of plus 175 million Ooh, that's not bad is it Lawrence, give me your bad. number whoever's close i'm gonna to go i'm number gonna go 163 holy crap <laughs> my god it's 164 million oh, is the net Spend. It's like I'd heard a quote about it or something. I mean, geez. You are something else, you McKenna. There you have it, Robert. You are a memory spend for Louis van Gaal. Net United spend legend. Sixty-four yeah. million pounds. It's like Mo says, net spend. Don't talk about spend. Talk about net spend. Talk about it. If you're going to um, talk, talk about net spend. Logan Aspinall writes in saying, any chance of getting at Messi seconds involved in the front three sometime? Logan, he's already been involved. He's been a guest on this very podcast. Uh, probably towards the end of last year, but I'd love to have him back on, Joel. He's welcome back anytime. Lovely guy. back anytime he wants to. Um, another question here from Jordan Gallagher, who says, predicts now where Leicester <laughs> will finish in the league next season. Nice. <gasps> Bye. Wow. I'm going to go six. Thirteenth. Good day. Jesus welcome. Christ. Dave and I, if Dave and I had a boat, we'd be in it. Together. Yeah, very much yeah. so. Um, here's another question for you, Dave. Uh, yeah, oh, man on Twitter said, do you think Hertha Berlin will get that top four? You see, I did say a few weeks ago that I thought they'd fall out, and they've kind of steadied the ship in a way, but we still, really? we're seeing uh, Leverkusen again come back into a little bit of form. They built beat Wolfsburg at the, the last weekend. So it's a very, it's one of the most difficult questions. It's even more difficult than who's going to win the Premier League this season. From the start, but you know, words of wisdom. Wow! Wow! I we wow. am gonna say they won't make it. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, any Hertha Berlin fans out there. Okay. okay. Um, I, you know, you look at Gladbach being three points behind them, and by Leverkusen. I just feel that those two teams have a little bit more. Obviously, Gladbach had a fantastic result last weekend as well. Uh, beating Hertha Berlin, I think it's five goals to nil. So Ooh. maybe okay. it's game over. Here is Ooh. another good question from at What's Damoto on Twitter. List the top five strikers in the world. <gasps> wow. That is a wow. tough question. Wow. Let's say right now. Who are the top five strikers in the world right now at this moment Spires, in time? Lewandowski. Harry Obama. Kane. I think Harry Kane right now is in that. Oh, so- Group. So you, let's start that again, chaps. So we said Suarez. Suarez. Yes, Suarez. definitely. Lewandowski. Yeah. Lewandowski. Yes. What's his form like? Uh, Is he banging in the goal? Aubameyang. Yes. Aubameyang. Um, o- or, or should we should say Aubameyang, as I've been told. Uh, but, oh, sorry, sorry. Aubameyang. You know, again, Aubameyang. making mistakes. Aubameyang. You see, there's two other strikers as well that may be getting above Hurricane at you the moment. Adam. Kidding me right now. Come so in, I'm going to throw two names at right, and they both scored 30 goals this season. That's Ibrahimovic and Gonzalo Higuain. <sighs> and I'd also Adam. throw in Gonzalo Higuain. Jonas. Except, sorry, Adam, but Dave's right. So, <laughs> list, give me that top five then. So sorry, he's he's six. Yeah, can we do a top six? Is that okay? That is not and the question. I, I, can no. we do it, Adam? I actually yeah. feel like we need to do a top seven here because it goes. No. 
Um, That's the whole goes, point of a top five. It's five yeah, yeah, people. But, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but Adam, it's our podcast. It goes Luis Suarez. It goes <laughs> ridiculous. It goes Bamiang. It goes. Um, the whole point is you've got to constrict it. You've, you've got to be forced oh, to make Dave, tough decisions. You've got Dave to go. Said, Hang on. Let's, let's just do a top one hundred. I'm going to name so one hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dave said Ibrahimovic. One. And then he also said Gonzalo Higuain. Two. The, the problem is, Adam. Did you watch Liverpool v um, v Dortmund? Now. Now, Adam, Origi is a better striker, pound for pound, than Harry Kane. How do I meet Lawrence? <laughs> no. um, <laughs> we've got Zlatan so Ibrahimovic. We've got Gonzalo Higuain in. We've got Obamayang in there. We've got yeah. Suarez in there. And that last spot, you're giving it to Robert Lewandowski. Yeah. Correct. Okay. But some honourable mentions, you know, Derek Origi and uh, Jonas from Benfica. And yeah, and that's all that we need to say. Yeah. yeah. Sure, he's not, sure, he's just below those honourable mentions, Adam. Yeah. My God. (laughs) Michael Filetti says, Will there be a major upset in the Champions League next week? Looking at you, Wolfsburg. Now, more like looking at you, Real Madrid. Yeah. I suppose what would, it would qualify an upset if, yes, Wolfsburg. Continue to hold that lead and knock Real Madrid out. Also, if Atletico Madrid managed to come back and knock out Barcelona, that would also be an upset, yeah. I think, the stage of the, the ties right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Benfica. Yes. Benfica would also be an upset, you're right. So do you think any of those are gonna happen? Um I think Wolfsburg are gonna I think Wolfsburg are gonna do it. I think they'll come through. So I think that's one upset. Uh, would you agree with me? Or you, you um, in a different way? I don't it's not like Real Madrid just... didn't have chances in that game. That's the thing. And then, you know, uh, I've been doing a little bit of Champions League watching today. And um, Wolfsburg, they set up with two defence, three sort of central midfielders with uh, Luis Gustavo, Maximilian Arnold and Gilavogi. So it's quite solid defensively. And they did play Andre Schill up front as a false nine. But I just, I think this Real Madrid team, you know, like we we said after the game, they had their chances. Um, And if they, you know, they had two three, you know, one-on-one chances that, you know, if they score those, they're, they're going down. I think Benfica's a really interesting one. Bayern played really well in the first, like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the game. They were switching the ball really quickly from side to side, you know, getting Rob, games, Ripperie, sorry, involved in the game a lot, and uh, Costa. But then they, sort of, second half, they were a bit poor, and Benfica came back. The only thing with this game is, though, that Jonas, you know, player that we mentioned before, 30 league goals this season... He actually picked up a second yellow card in the second half, so he's unfortunately out the game. So potentially that writes out Benfica for me. Mm, okay, uh, Lawrence, are you expecting the upsets or Atletico maybe? Uh, you know what? I go. I'm. I'm going to say Atletico Madrid will go through. Wow! Heard it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. No, Dave just said without, without uh, Torres, you know, they're not going to have a focal point, but I, I believe that play will overcome. <laughs> what about Manchester City versus PSG? Because I think City are going to go through, but is that an upset? No, I feel like that one could go either way. And it's not really that upset, I don't think, uh, if either of those teams go through. It would be an upset in a sense, because I think yeah. they, obviously, they, uh, you know, they, they expected uh, PSG to boss that. And then they didn't. In the words of Lawrence McKenna, PSG are further down the line in their current project mm. than Manchester City. So you'd expect yeah. PSG to win. It's an upset, but at the same time, it's not an upset. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. okay. what he said. That's good. Um, it's you know, just I like a it. Good work, lads. Nick Sweets said, you, y'all, watch vinyl yet? Wanna party, is what he said. Um, uh, I haven't watched vinyl. He's no. referring to the Martin Scorsese TV show, Vinyl, I, I believe. I haven't seen it, I'm afraid. No, I haven't seen it. I haven't heard very good things, I'm afraid to say, Nick. Mm. So I'm not inclined to watch it. Uh, please explain to us why it's so good and why we should not miss it. What's your favourite TV show at the moment, Dave? Um, I'm getting back. I'm getting into Vikings, which is quite good, but I'm also watching oh, The Walking Dead. Word. But at the moment, there's no time. There's too much football on. Are you God up to date with Walking Dead? No, you see, I'm behind. A few no episodes spoilers. behind. No but spoilers catch up, here. Lawrence, what's your favourite TV show? Right now. Uh, somewhere between the Night Manager and The People Versus. People versus, very good oh, show. Like yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Also, uh, big fan of Daredevil season two. Um, really, it's not my not my vibe. Not my vibe. not your bag. It's a good show though. Not my bag. I've managed to get my girlfriend into it, so if she likes it, I think anyone will. What about like the show? Um, oh. <clears throat> Billy Banter. Billy Banter has arrived in the room. Billy, welcome. <laughs> Straight Red Card says, are lower Premier League clubs getting better or are our top clubs becoming worse? Straight Red Card asked that question. It's a great question. Um, it's one we've been sort of skirting around all season, something we've been mentioning. I think it's probably a little bit of a mix of the two, right? The, the, the top clubs mm. maybe uh, are not running them in the best ways in the last few years. They're struggling maybe to compete with the likes of Real Madrid and Barcelona for the top class players. And you've also got teams lower down the table also uh, competing for, for very uh, impressive players, which makes their life more difficult. So I think it's almost a combination of the two. Yeah, yes. I, think, yeah, I could summarise that better, Adam. Well, ah, I'm thanks. Thinking. I mean, I'm sure you could. Um, <laughs> but thank you anyway. Uh, <laughs> Gary Goals himself says, Who would you rather Gigi. have in your team, Kane or Lukaku? The eternal question. <laughs> Kane Just for the way Lukaku. that my team play, I'm going to go, go Lukaku. Yep, I'll accept that. Um, Dave? Oh, it's got to be Hurricane Harry, right? Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> I like it I just a lot. I think technically he's a little bit better in his, his all-round play than Lukaku. Mm. A different striker, a striker that I'd probably... I prefer a striker like Harry Kane that can work a little bit harder, can you know get involved... Um, a little bit more than Lukaku. Not saying Lukaku is a bad player, but no, Lukaku, Lukaku is. You know, we saw against Manchester United that if you you isolate Lukaku, you know, you pull him away from the rest of the team, he sort of mm. gets a little bit disinterested, gets a little bit frustrated. Where I feel Harry Kane sometimes will go for the ball, will you know, drop deep, will sort of. You know, we saw the goal against Germany out of absolutely nowhere. That's why what I think Hurricane Harry's got to be in my team. What a guy! 
what a man. Um, an interesting <laughs> yeah, question. true. To be, to be honest, if he'd said Origi, it would have been Origi. Yeah. Well, that's a given. Um, Juan Contreras said, what do you think of Yanazai, Dave, and why is he not playing? It's got a stinky attitude, hasn't he? He's obviously wound up Lou Van Gaal too much. Um, did you hear the story last week or the week before where apparently Yanazai and Andres Pereira were having a competition in an under-21 game to see who could score from a corner? Apparently Yanazai like, hit the bar yeah. and cleared up the line, but... Yeah, you've got to sort your attitude out in a way. You, uh, obviously, the manager is the manager, and you might not like him. You might not get you know get on with him. You get your head down and just work hard and get bulky again. It looks like he's lost his bulk that he got over the summer, so that's very disappointing. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a big summer for Yanazai. With if there's a new manager that's coming in, it's going to be big for him and Pereira. Interesting. Um, oh, John Shin, the main man, has written in. He oh, said, well, Hi, fellas. Which players do you think will be showing the door? Should move head to MUFC. I tell you one name, John. It's Juan Mata. He's going out on loan <laughs> to Norwich or something like that. He is gone. As soon as he arrives, that's all I'll say. Uh, Dave, who do you think is the, the one man who's probably most likely to have the axe swung at his head, not literally, uh, if Moo were to come in? Yeah, no, I'd say definitely would say one matter. Um, Wayne Rooney, potentially Ooh. someone like Daley Blinn doesn't really suit, like, it's doesn't really feel like a Marine. Doesn't, I, love, like, I love what Daley Blinn's doing this season. It's not like my, you know, it's not my opinion of what right. happened. I just feel sure, he's not a Mourinho player. Right. He's, he's not very, he's not a physical uh, centre back. I, you know, he doesn't have a good physique. He's not that strong, and he's not that quick. Technically, he's excellent, but that's not Mourinho likes those powerhouses at the back or very, very quick players. So I just feel like it could be Daily Blind's game over at Manchester United, which I'd be a bit annoyed about because I think he's yeah. really improved this year. His ball playing capabilities from centre half have improved like twenty fold. And I think if you moved him into central midfield now, after playing at the back and have to be have to be so like direct and play those forward passes, hopefully his you know his, his overall passing game will evolve. But mm. I just don't think he's a Mo player. Unfortunately, okay. chaps. Interesting. Um Hamam M has written in and said, is this Liverpool team one of the most exciting you've ever seen? I cannot believe they got out of that with a draw. Now I feel Hamam's got a little bit excited here. Um, to say they're one of the most exciting teams. I mean, they are. No, no. I think he means seen. one of the most exciting Liverpool teams we've ever seen. Okay. Um, the question is: Is this Liverpool team one of the most exciting teams you've ever seen? Yeah, now, yeah. But let's I give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's the BOD. Um, Lauren Twardrick is this is not necessarily this team, but it's always the promise of. You know, some of that team and Jurgen Klopp, is it think, the most exciting yeah, thing you've ever seen in your entire... That's what people are saying. Was that that's just the start of what Klopp has done. Imagine yeah, what, imagine what he can do next season. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's the issue with the way that Klopp plays the football. Is sometimes it sort of nails it and sometimes sort of misses it. I think it's probably one of the more exciting Liverpool teams of recent years. Yeah. So, you know, every other manager who's had a peep at some point, you know, that was a pretty exciting team under Rodgers uh, with uh, Coutinho just behind Sturridge, Sterling and um, Suarez. Um, mm. uh, that, that was a pretty exciting... That was good. That was I mean, good in their heyday. Yeah, it was exciting. I mean, you know, they had a run of how many games? Uh, f- probably probably about, you know, 10, 15 games were the most exciting team around. Um, mm. And I think under Benitez, they had elements of excitement, but not in this sort of cavalier way. It was more, you know, the excitement of seeing Jabby Alonso play ball. So, yeah. you know what? Yeah, they probably are, but uh, not in the same way as any other managers had. So, yeah. Now... Here's a question I like from at Chelsea39FC. He said, who would win in the main event of WrestleMania with Adam Bolton as the ref 
Oh, you hit it. Dave or Hans. He yeah, would win a, Ad, a WrestleMania. Adam's, Adam's on those bent refs. Adam's on the no, bent refs. So he, he'd be like, one, two, and then just before three, be like, ah, I got distracted. And everyone would be like, wait, what? <laughs> now, and then I Dave feel would like like roll over, we're hit me with a steel chair, and I'd be like, he's down. The big man's down. We're talking about, <laughs> who, would win the main, we're talking about who would win the main event of WrestleMania. Bro. We have to accept that WrestleMania... It's not real. So it's, it's almost irrelevant who would win in a fight almost between Dave and Lawrence. It's not relevant. It's about what would be the best storyline, what would be the best script we could write yeah. for that fight, you see. It would be the uh, Stato versus the cast. And it'd be... yeah. who's, who's the heel in this fight? Who's the, who's the battle? I believe the phrase it would be, it would be raucous. It would be raucous. Now, I feel like Dave's almost too nice. So by default, Lawrence should be the villain. In this. I think I think by by default I'd be just because I'm also cleverer than Dave. It yeah. would be like <laughs> just because I'm a little bit smarter than him. All right, like tell me this. Tell me this. Tell me this. At the same time, it would be like it would be like uh, I've redeemed myself in the end because actually I'm quite nice. Tell me this, and this is what's going to decide who is the winner of this hypothetical fight at WrestleMania. What is the name of your finishing move, Lawrence? Have um, a little think. Have a little think for a couple of seconds. Lawrence, I'll come to you first. What is the name of your finisher? The Twitter people's elbow. Mm. Dave, what is the name of your finisher? It's the stat bomb. Very much like the Swanton bomb. I feel high risk and I feel that this could this could end the fight. Mm. You know, top of the cage, he goes for it, he misses, it's over. I'm going to have to go with Dave. I mean, <laughs> it's obvious, but I like it. One, two, one, two, three. He's pinned Lawrence down. The Twitter people's elbow didn't quite work, you know. Didn't I've seen out. Dave naked. There is no way that body is taking mine down. All right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's about the script, and people want to see the stat bomb. It's a showpiece move. You well, know Lawrence, I have been have been hitting the gym the last few weeks, buddy. Yeah, no, I, know. I thought you looked pretty. I thought you were looking better, Dave. Um, <laughs> looking better. Thanks, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. You know, real confidence better. boost. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you on his bloody Before, down. Bloody hell, yeah. Jesus. How are you down, Dave? You know, fucking unbelievable, isn't it? Now, we come to the most serious and important question of the podcast. Jonathan Jabour. Which one of us would on turn Twitter, on Adam? And he says... <laughs> and stare at behind, <clears throat> behind, behind the stage. Jonathan Jabour has written in and he has said, <clears throat> should I get a haircut? Now, now this he's is also sending a picture of his hair. It's quite mm-hmm. short already, but it's not up yeah. to us, guys. We put this to a poll on Twitter. Good man. Dave... Do you have the results of the poll? Well, technically, the results don't come out um, for another 22 hours. Dave, what are the current results of the poll? The current results of the poll. Drum roll, fellas. Okay. Drum roll. Yeah. Just get on with it. Build, build the excitement. Come on, Lawrence. For fuck's sake. Can you hear me? <gasps> it's in. The preliminary results are in. 47% say yes. Oh! 53% no. Oh my God, he's Lee. keeping his barnet so at the moment. What I thought was ridiculous was he has quite, I, I don't know what kind of hair he would get cut. Like the mm. only way you're going to cut that, that in like, with a design in it. Like it's, already, one, it's already like a two, you know, or maybe like a three. Why don't you, yeah, why don't you show the number three of our logo to your hairdresser. Just get that shaved into the side of your head. Oh my Why God, imagine that? if someone did that. I would, I would send sick. them. I'd give them if a lifetime supplier for a Rocher. 
I, if someone did that, I think that they would get, if someone shaves that three into their head, I think that they would get the football manager code. <laughs> I think the head yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm going with that, that. My God. I, want, I want visual proof but I mean you know and if you if you get a tattoo of that three and my face somewhere on you then I, I will give enough. you I don't know I don't know what I'd give you I'd give you I'd take you to a match the gauntlet has been thrown down if you want to get a free shave <laughs> into your head go and get a, a tattoo, tattoo you idiots <laughs> then you will get the pleasure of 90 minutes in Lawrence's company. I mean, that is, oh, that's God. a prize. Oh, fucking hell, man. That's a, uh, what? That is good. Uh, tattoos are a bit of a pet peeve of mine. Uh, speaking of which, Jay Stockton just tweeted in, uh, biggest pet peeves hashtag I am the whole. Ooh, biggest pet e- peeves. Eating with your mouth open. Oh, uh, ooh, uh, just assuming things about other people. I hate when people make assumptions about anyone. Hmm. Lawrence, can you stop describing me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> singing, uh, singing any song about um, going for a drink or every time or uh, just any sort of fan songs, including Georgie Best. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Someone uses stats a lot. So people using stats. Yeah. So what, does mean, anyway? stats. what does it mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's numbers. Yeah, yeah it's just numbers. Because they, because they have no personality. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Also, but also when people... Do you know what I hate, Lawrence? Go on, Dave. <laughs> the bloody word narrative. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's yeah. just evolved into a, a slagging match now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I've just been a bit of a, you know, one My of those. Eh? pet peeve? What's your biggest pet peeve, Dave? I don't know. Just what I think. Dave. Um, um, I hate it when you talk to someone and they're on their phone and then you have oh, to repeat yeah. everything because they won't yeah, yeah. pay any attention. Yeah, when they, they yeah, it's, it's all right. If, yeah, because most people go, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then, then they go, like, sorry, what? Afterwards, you're like, mate, I, yeah. you get off your phone for two seconds, Jamie. But it really annoys me. I've been through your past month, so what? I hate people. Uh, Dave, go. I don't like this. Is, this is tough. I don't know what really pisses uh, me off. Lawrence, you got one before we have to go? Uh, but, uh, people who so, uh, football pet peeves mm, are, um, oh god I've got it who insist on um, who insist on tackling hard in football and then when they go too far sort of going part of the game part of the game yeah, part of the yeah, game you're like no it's, you're just a dick part of the game. I found it people who leave early from football matches Ooh. Uh, yeah. Okay, definitely. Yeah. Traffic, though. Can't be that traffic. Got to be that traffic. I can't understand why you pay £45 for a ticket and then you leave them with 10 minutes to go. That's like 10% of the value. Well, not, yeah, it's like X amount of the ticket you pay for, you bloody idiot. Sorry. <laughs> got me real. Got me really He's gone there. I'm going to have to go um, and do some yoga. Speaking right, of football matches, of oh. before we go, quick score prediction, okay. Dave. The big game this weekend is probably West Ham Arsenal, but. Manchester United Spurs is the one where we both support a team. We're in that game. Okay. I'm actually going to the game, luckily enough. Lucky me. Um, Thanks for the ticket, mate. Uh, I got given uh, free tickets. So, uh, from from who, though, Adam? From who? From my contacts. You know, I've got contacts in the club, oh, in the industry, in the sport. You know, someone uh, offered me a ticket. They said, I-, I like you. I've seen your work. You're a, you're a great man. And I said... Jesus, there's no way someone's saying that and then giving you a free ticket, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah obviously right. lying to you, mate. Um, my school prediction yeah, Dave, they went, I one. love you, Squawker Dave. And Adam went, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, love I'm Dave. I'll, uh, I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Now, Dave. Batista. <laughs> Manchester United, Dave, have won four out of their last five league games. Spurs, on the other hand, have only won 
two. The form is going for Manchester United, but Spurs at home. I think Spurs are going to do it. I'm going to go for 2-1 Tottenham. What are you going for? 1-0. 2. That's it. Don't know who it's going to be to, but it's going to be one goal in the game. Brilliant. Well, that's all we've got time for today, guys. Uh, yeah, I won't be watching it, that's for sure. Prediction? Um, I'll, go, I'll go 1-0, but I don't know who to. Jesus. I'll, I'll go 1-0 Spurs. Uh, and I think, And I think this weekend, unfortunately... Sunderland will do a number on Leicester. Sorry. Woof. Even though they've not only won one game in their last 10. Putting Spurs a mere four points off the top of the league and giving you what I call, Adam, false hope and therefore poor mentality. Let's get going, guys. Thank you very much for listening for the front three. It's been an absolute pleasure to have us in your ears. (laughs) Sounds wrong. I just meant as a podcast. It's also right. been lovely to have you yeah. here, Lawrence. Thank you very yeah. much. Good to see you. Uh, checks out on Twitter, uh, L-O-Z-C-A-S-T, and then Dave can be on... Go on, Dave. Yeah, Periscope. Let's do some Periscope this weekend. Ooh, good. good. Yeah, let's do Periscope. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. On the, oh, at yeah. the front three on Periscope. Go find us. Yeah, let's do that. Um, Dave, thank you very much. Uh, Thanks, mate. Thank you very much. Not going to beat the game. To myself. Have a lovely weekend, guys. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves, and we'll see you on Wednesday. Real soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ooh, raspberry tricotista. My favorite dessert.